When was the last time I took a road trip? How many national parks could I hit in two weeks? What about hotels? Wait, hey, Erica, how much am I spending on travel? When your questions about life turn into questions about money, there's Erica, the virtual financial assistant to help you spend, save, and plan smarter. Only from Bank of America. What would you like the power to do? Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Your chat may be recorded and monitored for quality assurance. Message and data rates and additional terms may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello there, it's Jamila Jamel. Take a deep breath. Let your breath out slowly to the count of six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Do you feel better? Well, on my podcast, I Weigh, this month we'll be exploring ways to tackle mental health and feel better with guests like Simon Sinek from The Optimism Company, therapist Vienna Farron, comedian Neil Brennan, and many more. Listen to I Weigh wherever you get your podcasts. It's a goddamn children's game played by a killer. We saw Hangman, so you know what that means. Now it's time for... Hello, people of Earth, and welcome to How Did This Get Made? I'm your host, Tall John Shear, and this is the podcast where we talk about movies that are so bad they are actually great. Better than great. They are fantastic, and this is no exception. The 2017 film Hangman, starring Al Pacino, the ninth time he has played a cop. It's the lowest-ranking cop movie of his on Rotten Tomatoes, with um, below 40%. The movie is simple. There is a serial killer out there who is killing people and also leaving clues to a game of Hangman. But who is it? Doesn't make a difference. It won't be something you can figure out. Here to break down the movie are my two co-hosts, uh, Jason Manzoukas and June Diane Rayfield. How are you both? I'll be honest, Paul. Yeah. Getting, getting, it took you almost as long as it took me to get through this movie to get through the intro for this movie. <laughs> I'm sure it will be edited perfectly, but this, this movie was as impenetrable as it was to summarize for you. I mean, this is an odd movie because... I haven't found myself laughing out loud <laughs> as much in a movie that we've watched for this show than this film. But at the same time, when you get to the last 40 minutes, you're like, what? Like, yeah. I invested all of this for this? It's, it's so wild. <sighs> but, I mean, I did enjoy I the first hour. <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Oh, you're like going to McDonald's. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. June, this are you is... okay? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, here's what I'll say. I want to start with the positive, actually, because there is a lot I really did, like much like Paul. I mean, we were laughing. We were truly having some LOLs. And I... I, I, I've never heard of this. When did this movie come out? I, I don't know. This is and one of those movies that doesn't exist. This, I feel like, right. is the kind of movie that they make for foreign sales no, explicitly. This is 100%. AI. This is, you know, this is, un, when you say it's impenetrable, it's exactly right. This movie is unknowable and you yes. can't, 
it's it it doesn't ever happen. It doesn't. It's not a movie. It it's doesn't not stick a podcast with you at all. It doesn't it's not, stay. The actors are not there in it. It the but the camera are, work here, is not. It's just not. It's not a. It's not. It's not a real movie. <laughs> it's not a real movie. If you told me, like June said, like AI, it was assembled and cobbled together from the pieces of other movies. It would make sense why it doesn't add up. Because can I say one thing? Can I say one thing? Sure. So there's a. Is there a lot that happens in this movie? Who knows? But we'll get into all of it. But one of the things that I was so confounded by was the way this movie was shot because there are multiple moments where important <laughs> action is happening. And I mean, like, someone's getting, you know, we're revealing the killer or someone's um, stabbed or someone got away. And I simply couldn't see. They didn't yeah. ever show. So dark. It's so dark. And I kept on rewinding. Me too. I did the exact, I kept rewinding to see did they just reveal something I'm supposed to pick up on? Because the every reaction time, shots, they're cutting to reaction shots, but I can't see yeah. like, what we are all, everybody else has seen. You can't see it. And even if you did, it wouldn't make sense because we didn't know that information beforehand. It's not like a twist. Yes. If they had shown us right. anything, there, it's there. It's the movie is trying to create suspense, trying to create all these things that it is not itself um, bringing about. So by, by, <laughs> by teasing you by, you know, like the reality is correct me if I'm wrong, but when we see who the killer is, yeah. it's not anybody we've ever met in the past. Correct. Nope. Nor is it anyone that has been referenced. But Paul, we did meet that person in the first scene. No, we met somebody wait, else. The wait. person getting out of that truck was not him. Was yes, it? it was. Yes. Oh, that's the it was? only connection though. That's the only connection, okay. though. And we don't know anything about him that helps. But I mean, like, we haven't seen... He's not one of the cops. He's not one of the... By the way, I would have been okay with that. So that man who sideswipes Al Pacino in the beginning, that's him. And he did that's it on the purpose. Killer. That's but, the killer. And that's what we find that out because he was in jail for nine months, I well, guess, but, for that sideswipe, which seems like a pretty heavy sentence. Was the goal to just... Drive that day and sideswipe Al Pacino while he sits outside of a bar <laughs> so that this whole plan can be set in motion. Because here's the other thing that occurred to me at the end of the movie. If you're going to set up a movie wherein the, the game of Hangman is like the serial killer's calling card, right? Mm -hmm. um, that's like... Then we've got a hangman murderer. We've got, like, the press would be on this. We've got, like, a whole thing. And the whole ethos of it would be trying to figure out what's the word. Yes, right? they and never try. They never engage in trying to solve the puzzle. Not only that, but you would think that we have to solve the crime before he solves the pu before right. rather all the letters are revealed. And in fact, they don't. The guy wins. The serial killer wins because by the time all the letters are filled in, he's killed everybody. Okay. And but for someone, I just have you I'll have you both know, and then Paul, want to hear what you're going to say. But for someone like me, a winner of Celebrity Wheel of Fortune. Oh my gosh. Go. <laughs> I'm also a winner of Celebrity Wheel Did of Fortune. Did you win $160,000? I didn't win that much. No. I didn't think so. So um, as a winner of Celebrity Wheel of Fortune, $160,000 for a wonderful organization called Oceana, um, they protect and restore the world's oceans. I won about $80,000, so, okay. 
So I guess I won double. So as a winner, I, once I realized, Hangman, we get to figure out a, a word puzzle, I'm ready. I am right. ready. Give me a couple letters. If I'm in the Monroe Police Force, I'm calling in Vanna White. I'm calling in June Diane Rayfield. I I'm hope calling I get a in, call. In Hangman Experts. Yes. Hangman Experts. It's not even a long phrase. It's one word. And also... There's no attempt. So they start figuring out these clues, but it's like at a certain point, like just throw some words on the table. Wait, wait, but June, we meet Al Pacino, or we meet him a year later, in a car doing crosswords in, in Latin. Latin, which, by the way, makes no fucking Where do sense. You get because those? So is the are the questions in Latin? He no, can't be I filling think... in the answers. He can't be translating. Well, well that then that the was my whole. Well, that was my whole thought. It's like it clearly not because he's getting like a consumer crossword. It looks like a book that you would buy at the airport. That's what he's doing. And he's like, oh, you're doing it in Latin. He's like, I'm always an altar boy. But you could it wouldn't work. (laughs) But yet they go so far to get you to not only is he good at crosswords, but he does them in Latin. And then this whole movie is a crossword in Latin, and he only figures it out here at the end. Every letter is present but the last one. I'm I. I'm the I. I was was the I. I was the I. But here's my problem with that. They're bad cops. He knew it. He already drew the line of the eviction. But he didn't. This is my problem with the serial killer. Aside from, obviously, what... The fact that he's killing people, but he doesn't have Al Pacino did not evict him as a child. Yes, he did. Wait, what? That was the flashback. He no. Wait, what was the what's the Latin word mean? Eviction. Eviction. It's just eviction. It's just eviction. But Al Pacino is just a cop. I thought he was just a cop who found he evicted him. Yeah, listen, listen to this clip. I remember the last time I saw you, you were just up to here. Just a little boy, about five or six years old. I was a cop. I was doing my job. You got your daddy. When that day was over, I washed my hands of you. <laughs> I did. I know I did. And I know now that was a mistake. It was a tragic mistake. Jimmy, I remember those little eyes looking at me as if. I was the one who killed your father, but I didn't. I didn't do it. He hung himself. I was there, Jimmy. I was there witnessing that trauma. You know what? Fuck you! Paul, this clip didn't explain it, my well, friend. Well, if you listen on, he was he was I more listened upset. to this clip. He was upset that he didn't take care of him in, like, the home for wayward children. But yes. that's... But, he, but that as, doesn't make him an eviction... It doesn't make him eviction he, man. Yeah. That, that's the... So he's he didn't kill- eviction. Okay, he's gonna kill so you, nine people so he can spell out eviction. Well, man? who do you who do you get more upset with? The repo man or the company like Allstate who's repossessing your car? The repo man. You don't get mad at Allstate. Allstate. But he a, wasn't a evicting them. He, he was. He was a the cop. repo man. What? He, he was. Wasn't. He just found the body though. He was like, doing wait, my no, job. What Paul is saying, Jason, is that Al Pacino, young Al Pacino, shows up. To evict them and happens oh, to find guess, the body, which is not—I I do not think is the case. Don't, no. don't worked police put don't police put eviction notices on doors? Landlords do. Well, I don't think. Pa- wait, Paul, are right. you saying 
that Pacino is there in an official police pr- duty to evict him? Yes. That's what he's saying. Oh, so that's why. Okay. If that is the case. It is not. It's not in the movie. I don't think. Now, that's okay, a leap. Okay, so here we that's go. That's a leap that only, I'm saying. Only yeah. law enforcement officers can evict a tenant after they have a court order. So, oh boy. The, yes, you are. It's yes maybe and that no. Is, maybe it's, that is what they're going for, but it's it's really not like so, explicitly laid out that way in the movie. Mostly I mean, because technically, the landlord is responsible. We don't know any of this story. We don't know no. any of this story of the boy and a the A majority father. of this movie happens Way before There's, we check in. The whodunit of this movie is so unsatisfying. Oh, God. Because when it is finally revealed, and we don't know who this person is, and when his motivations are revealed, we don't understand, nor have we been privy to those. So it's unsatisfying in every thriller, every mystery, way. Well, whodunit let me go, way. Let me go back to the first question I wrote down when I watched this movie. And I want to ask this and not... It's going to come across snarky, but I, I want you to both listen to it in a way that I meant it. Does Al Pacino need the money or does he actually like this part? Because I want to get to the bottom of that. Like Al Pacino doesn't seem to need the money. So he must have read this and felt, yeah, this is for me. I disagree a little okay. only because, not that I disagree, but. I think, because this, Al Pacino, I think, does two of these a year. Okay. Like, this is, like, John Malkovich is doing this. Bruce Willis, until his retirement, was doing this. There's a lot of actors who are in movies that are, that are like this, that are, like, Mm. police procedural that are direct to foreign markets, mostly. Ah. They sell big, because these names, these people are names, they sell big foreign and so they can get paychecks for very little work. You know, this movie costs nothing. I mean, he is on screen yes. a lot. And I will say that he's not sleepwalking through it, right? Oh, no, he, he's making choices. A lot of choices. Sometimes he looks sleepy. I do have my second question was, when did Al Pacino become Southern? I know we just accept it now, but this is... First of all, where is Monroe? Where is Monroe? It's like, yes. Nolens? I have no idea. It looks like a big city. And I wrote, where is he? And, but then they're talking like, you retired from the FBI to go back to your hometown. Monroe, where? And yes, for sure, Pacino sounds like he's in the bayou. F- Pacino Just sounds crazy. like he's in a Looney Tunes cartoon. He sounds yeah. like Foghorn, Foghorn Leghorn. Leghorn. We should put yes. them together. Like, Who now? Let me tell you, when I go over here, I'll tell you, FDA don't put that stuff in that man. I'm like, what it, is going on? I couldn't make heads or tails of his accent <laughs> at all. He's giving him and it his came full and Pacino hua hua <laughs> all that stuff, except it's definitely got a Bayou lilt to it. Today's podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. I love Squarespace. I'm in the middle of trying to balance my business life and my real life. This work-life balance, it's tough. But Squarespace has been helping me by giving me the tools to reach my goals and have time to celebrate. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the guided design system of Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layouts to styling options, optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, plus 
With Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, you choose your tone, and enter what you need to get auto-generated perfect text. Anyway, I love Squarespace. I've been building sites with them from the beginning, and when I launched my book, I said I'm doing it all myself on Squarespace, and I'm very pleased with it. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie cutter places. And I went on Airbnb and I found a perfect spot for me and the family. We had an amazing time because we felt like home. Then I realized, wait a second, what if I could give that feeling to someone else? Yes! That's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great and make a little bit of money too because we all need a little bit of money and maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home, but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Texas Pete! Oh my gosh, I love Texas Pete. It is the hot sauce that allows you to sauce like you mean it. All right, Texas Pete sauce is packed with bold and balanced flavor. I've loved Texas Pete for years. When I got a box of their stuff at my house, I was so psyched because what I love about their hot sauce is their tanginess, okay? You can use it on anything and you're going to try every flavor. I mean, you got the original, which is great. That's fermented peppers. It's a special blend. Then you got the hotter hot sauce, which is three times hotter than the original. And believe me, it is not for the faint of heart. Then you got Sabor by Texas Pete, which adds an authentic Mexican flavor. And I got to tell you, that might be my favorite next to their dust dry seasoning, which matches the flavor of the original hot sauce in a flavorful dry rub. It is so, so great. Text Pete, sauce like you mean it. Visit textpeat.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration and use the promo code podcast24 for 20% off at texaspeat.com. I I think that Pacino was like, I like the script. Will you let me do it if I can wear my own scarves? And they were like, yeah, you can wear scarves. And he was like, great. Like, it did feel like he was dressed, like, he didn't go through wardrobe. He's like, I'll just wear what I'm wearing. Like, that's, because he does, like, Pacino now is an interesting character. I watched him... Like do a cooking segment with uh with the guy who has donkey sauce. Well, it was a guy Fieri. Like he's like, oh, I love you. Oh guy. wow, yeah. So he's like, Pacino's getting out there. I guess what my question is though, it's just a money gig, but it does look like he's not doing the money gigs the way other people are doing the money gigs. Like he is on set. Looks like night shoots because every place oh, yeah. they enter is completely dark. There's never dark a light on and anywhere. Empty. There's, they don't have flashlights. They're police officers who enter pig factories, private homes in the middle of the night with no flashlights. Why? They are bad at their jobs. Every step of the way, they are behind. The person who breaks the most clues is Brittany Snow, who is an investigative reporter who is given unprecedented access to murder scenes and 
and and cases and everything for reasons that I don't know. You're so right that she's she's given this unprecedented access. But I said to Paul, I was like, I understand when people when reporters go on a ride along, and I get okay, the the cops want a new, you know, um, they want this profile to kind of like soften their image or whatever. What, however, she convinced Captain to mayor. let her in, but. Or, okay, the mayor to do this. But I'm like, that's having ride along status is one thing. I have never heard of a reporter walking into an active crime scene, taking pictures, taking (laughs) pictures, pictures. taking cell phone pictures, not putting on gloves, not putting on booties. No. And I'm like, this is, they'll never be able to try a case. Had the serial killer survived, I believe he would have gotten off because with like any sort of decent defense attorney they're going to be like why was this random civilian walking around these crime scenes yeah absolutely i I also want to know about her reporting style because she seems to report or record a lot on her iphone but doing it at one question at a time like she's in a ride-along you see her take out her phone hit record and go tell me what about this he answers she hits stop and puts it away one question at a time (laughs) interview like <laughs> i i find i find that to be a very uh and he's like sure she says can i record you now sure and put, like on camera and he's like yeah sure okay like <laughs> what no Wait, and and he's behind his desk by the way that police uh station looked like a, a, a high class architectural office it's like it that yeah, was it's like a that, loft it was like a downtown loft my favorite detail about that police station oh this is was... my favorite part there's one shot where behind Brittany Snow, as she's looking around the office, there are not one, but two pictures of a sunset. Same picture. Yes. And then, Paul, you saw this, so pointed what? out to you. Jason, did you see this? No. Then you sort of move from Brittany to him. Or I think you see those sunsets when she's looking around and f- happens to find the file about his wife. Ugh. But then when that scene where he's talking to Brittany Snow for the first time, Behind him is the same picture of a sunset. The, that postcard. To the wall. I thought it was a postcard. It's not. But a you're postcard. right. It's, it's, it's a sunsets. And it's a photograph. It's, you will see the sunsets in every picture. Maybe it's it, maybe it's metaphoric. Like this is the sunset of Al Pacino's career, not as an actor, <laughs> but his uh, his cop career. I don't know. But also, Boy. when you just talked about her getting that file, she pulls out that file, which is like right on top. Like as if Carl Urban every day is like, all right, let me go back to looking first at pictures of first. my wife, <laughs> my dead wife, my murdered dead wife. She looks at that for no more than seven and a half seconds and solves the case. She's like, oh, yeah, a hangman. She <laughs> is she is such a better um, police officer in terms of she's getting clues, figuring stuff out, putting right. connections together in a way that they are a failure uh, Carl Urban and Al Pacino. The number of times Al Pacino like hits himself and is like, "Oh, I should have known. Ah, I should have known. Ah, ho, ho, I should have known. Oh no, that's the one that put Chief in the hospital. In the drunk driver that put Chief in the hospital. <laughs> he's like, he's celebrating. Oh, my favorite line was when he says, uh, "You know how many people I told 
their loved ones died gruesomely. <laughs> like, <laughs> a crazy line to say. Like, it like, <laughs> like, don't worry about that. I got that under control. I'll tell anyone how their loved one was murdered. <laughs> but it's like... <laughs> so here's what I think. I think they were going for... And I wonder if this was an Al Pacino pass on the script because I what I think the story might have been was that he's such a um, kind of detached and inhumane cop and so not attached to the work, so not attached to what, you know, the sort of humanity, like the humanity behind of the it? police yeah. work and the situations he's in and the victims that that moment really should land at the end where he realizes like eviction, like this guy, I didn't check in on him. I didn't care. Just Although, doing my job. Right. But, but we know because we've watched him like this woman, you know, urban's wife was going to wanted him to walk her down the aisle. Like we see him as a quite caring man. So it doesn't make a lick of sense. This is the arc of the character that he learned to care. But I would argue that he cares so much that he seems to be doing police work in the beginning, surveilling the bar, right? Like he's we, I watching- couldn't, the donut shop. I couldn't figure out, but, but I couldn't figure out, am I supposed to be watching Pacino's movie, Carl Urban's movie? Like, who Brady's is the, who's the story of this movie? Is this a story about The medical Pacino examiner. Got, oh, oh my God, the medical, the medical examiner, examiner should examiner. be fired. <laughs> They, the medical examiner should be fired. She's I, having watched so much Law and Order. <laughs> she doesn't know anything. What time do you think the it died? I don't know. I, I I don't know. What? How about this? Where they literally take a watch and they go dust that for prints. Yeah. No, that's not her job. <laughs> nor would the watch have made it this far. Like they would Everybody, bring a cadaver yeah. in there. They wouldn't bring like <laughs> wouldn't just be like. And uh, look around here and see what you got. Like, she's always given her opinion. They died by hanging. I deeply (laughs) appreciated that actress because she was giving us a lot. And I, there, okay, so there's two performances that I want to call out. She was absolutely spectacular. Harried. She was excited. She was nervous. It felt like I've never, I've never seen someone's energy bubbling up on screen like that where she was just. And she's doing an autopsy. Autopsy. It was full on comedy. I, I mean, I, I don't was, know. I mean, it's 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 crazy. Yeah. I, 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 she's I mean, like, I, I, the bones seem to be broken before before, so she's been in the hospital a couple times. Like she was so struck by her own work, which I would imagine at a certain point you become a little detached from. But she was so thrown by every I like, piece of information, I, I, which would which would almost make you think like, oh. Is this a small town? They've never seen anything but like this. But I don't this. think that's the case. No, I no, agree. It's not town. the case. They're in a big it's town. It's more like so, Gotham. But she's, she's acting as though I've never seen anything like this. This is crazy. I'm like out of my element. Oh, Whereas God, what they're so coming good. to her for, and she's hugging Pacino. Oh, my God, I missed you. You're supposed to be fishing, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, what do we got? And this should be old school rat-a-tat-tat. Let me drill it down for yeah. you. Here's the info. This should be an exposition dump. And basically every question they have for her, the expert, she's like, I don't know. I'll be honest. I don't know. <laughs> it's going to take some time. Like, good as mine. Meanwhile, there's a random reporter standing in the room too. I'm like, yeah. isn't this a sterile environment? I also oh. think, by the way, just to go back to that Al Pacino hugging her, like clearly Pacino's been retired for a little bit because I think... You tell me, when he got his car sideswiped, he was kind of in the same spot doing the crosswords. So 
was he retired at that point? I think so, right? Yeah. Maybe about oh, a year? Oh, no, he wasn't. Oh, no. He, he, was, oh, he was active. Okay. Because he, so, he was on the radio. He was listening okay. to the radio. Yeah. Okay. So I love that, like, just to go to what June's saying, like, a cop who doesn't care. He hugs everyone in that precinct. Again, like, the captain loves him. Like, and I think that that's Pacino as Al Pacino. Like, come here. He's, Let me give you everybody's got to love it. Uh, uh, everybody's got to love me. Hey, can you I want a Dunkachino? There's another performance in this in this picture that is remarkable. <laughs> it, it is absolutely outstanding, and I really oh want, yes, I please really want to. I know you're gonna say. Um, call out the the actor who plays the priest. Oh yeah, who has to describe and and I I I almost want to watch the scene again because it was so well done. <laughs> First of all, moment he's on screen, I was just taken with him. Like I was like, oh, yeah. everybody else is acting, and this man is just existing. Sure. And I just thought he was so fucking good. But he is has to tell a tale about how someone took his blood in the middle of the night in a vial. Okay. This is the former criminal turned priest that they're talking to. You don't know her? No. Well, you're going to have to do some explaining then because your blood was in her apartment. My blood in her I don't. I don't have it. I'm not going to believe this. I, frankly, I, I, I still don't understand it myself. But um, a couple of months ago, I, I woke up in the middle of the night. Someone's standing over me. A man. And he, I, I struggled, but he, he, he put something over, over my face. And eventually I passed out. When I woke up, there, there was blood coming out of my arm. I mean, it was dripping down my arm. Like I'd gotten a shot or something. So, okay, so you're telling us that a guy broke into your house and stole your blood? That's the story that's, you're telling? That's, I told you, I told you you wouldn't believe me. This rings a bell to me. Yeah, it's a kind of a coincidence when you think of it. Last Thursday, I don't know if I told you, I woke up in the middle of the night and for some reason, I had a pink tutu on. I'm a serious fuzzy feather sticking out of my ass. Real talk, I have a real question here. Sure. What, what, why did the killer take his blood? And why wasn't that ever woven into Can the we, rest of the, why isn't that, I'm not, I'm like a real question here. The, the motives of the killer oh, make no sense. So well, he stole the blood from a priest. A little months bit of ago it, a little bit of it. Because he's, months he's ago, so he could spread him around. <laughs> He's so he could pong him around. Yes. And but, the priest is like, you're going to like this. This is actually pretty funny. <laughs> when he, the priest's right. delivery of this information, they're like, how could, how do we find your blood? And he's like, okay, you're not going to believe this, but, but I, I woke up in the middle it. of the night. I but too. I did believe it. He tells I believe that story it too, I but like, they oh, shouldn't. Wow, I do believe you, priest. Like, and, I but, am. Uh, why? But they're not curious as to, they don't even put that up as part right, of Jason. the killer's like MO. MO. Because if you're a serial killer, I imagine that you actually do want credit for your work. Yes. This is not seven. Seven, right. I get it. I get it. Zodiac, I get it. Like, this is just, 
This, I feel like, June, your statement earlier in the podcast that this feels as though it was done by AI is absolutely right because I feel like it's pulled a lot of the aesthetic choices from other things, but none of the um, story elements. So the story right. doesn't add up at all, but all of the... Um, the uh, all the stuff there, that's yeah. been yes, all right. the trappings, all the tropes are there. Because here's the thing: if you take a step back, you have a cop who has a murdered wife who was killed in a grisly way. You have people being killed in a grisly way, being a part of a game of hangman. You have a reporter who also had a run-in with a criminal where the police saved her, and she has a permanent scar. Like these people are getting scarred because they're getting the letters written on their body. Then you have a police mm-hmm. officer who is retired but we don't really he seems great it doesn't seem like is he this was re- all is the whole is the serial killers and forgive me i know we're spending all of this just really trying to parse the plot what else can, is the what serial else can we do ki- exactly is the serial killers motivation just to get back at pacino aka eviction man <laughs> Well, I wish by the way, had that's called the twist, isn't man. it? That I think And as two. a result, Carl Urban and Brittany Snow are innocent bystanders, right? No, no because Carl no, Urban's no, no, wife no. was the first victim. She's victim number or, one. And but but was is it that because from a different Pacino person? loved her? Is that because Pacino no. loved no, that woman? I think what happened was the first person who was killed, Carl Urban's wife, was killed by that man where they go to his house and he's already killed himself. And then this guy picked up the torch. Whoa. Could that, could that be part of it? Huh? Because Carl Whoa. Urban's wife was killed. He didn't yeah. finish the job. I think that he's think copying. He's a copycat? I oh. think he is, right? I thought that that was part of the twist. Was that No, they find I that think guy. there is a twist, but the, the, I, I do agree with you that there's two killers out there whoa there's definitely two because there's our killer who was the the little boy and is now you know current day serial killer yes however i do and he he was the one who did the v um on carl urban's but i believe that we might pan out in that scene that little boy scene to find that he has a twin whoa wait when are we going to do that? In the sequel. When, <laughs> the sequel when, is when. When? What? I well, the sequel is the sequel is happening. I mean. That's what I'm saying. Because we don't get to know. We, there, there is another. There is another <laughs> hangman. And he is clearly. Now, I think what might have happened is his. What the sequel will be. Ooh, right. Is that that boy was adopted by a wealthy couple and like went on to this like has a really right. prestigious there has to be another person. This is an, a nature nurture scenario? Yeah, definitely. All right, oh, so all right, wow. so I guess what we're saying is this. If we were to take the plot at face value, what we saw on the screen, what we were to understand <laughs> That's hard. That's okay. going to be hard. If if we were to take what we what the material on the screen and the words said dictated, <laughs> Al Pacino was a part of the eviction of this young boy because his father didn't pay the rent. The father killed himself. And then the young boy was mad that Al Pacino never checked in on him. So Al, the first crazy thing to be mad at. I know. And the first, that's not worth holding on to and killing nine people as a result. No. Or however many. I want to hear the rest of this, Paul, but why would a child, if a police officer, expect a cop to take, care of that. and maybe and i'll give you maybe a five-year-old 
in grief and 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 mental duress makes a logical leap that doesn't make sense. But sure. why as an adult well, why can he you... not look at the situation and be like, oh, that police officer was not the person who did this. You well, know what here, I mean? Here's what I'll say that maybe answers this. I think you talked earlier about Al Pacino doing a pass on the script. Yeah. I think Al Pacino might have toned down his character because what would make this all make sense is simply this. He uh, goes to the boy. Don't worry. I'll take care of you. I'll look at like he needed to sit, promise him. You know what? I, I know your dad's not here, but I'll be <laughs> here for you forever. You know, like I say, I say, I say, I say, is that is that your daddy up there? <laughs> He's like a full blown Southern like gentleman. By the way, just so we know, Monroe, Georgia, is where it takes place. Oh, interesting. Wait, okay, what? Monroe, Georgia. Is so wait, Carl place? Urban is from the South as well. Everybody yeah. in this movie is from the South. Well, yeah, because it's Britney Spears' hometown. Uh, sorry, it's Britney Murphy. Ah, Britney Snow's hometown. Wow. Uh, Spears, wow. Murphy. <laughs> Spears, Murphy, Snow? That's your uh, ranking of Britney's? <laughs> um, um, okay. By the way, population of Monroe, right. Georgia, 15. 15 people? 15 people. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense for why a lot of these scenes were so empty. I was like, how Wait, does can I nobody tell you work at I... the pig factory? Can... Go ahead. <laughs> okay, my favorite, my favorite, one of my favorite moments, again, I had some little laughs, is after we're in that church and Al Pacino gets knocked over, although, again, I had to rewind that scene because I didn't see the impact yep. of him being knocked totally. over. So I was like, what yep. just happened? Well, it's also shot so bizarrely so in order to cover the I stunt double. I could not for the life of me figure out the geography of what the fuck I was watching. Yep. So yep. I... But he gets knocked over by a man who's hanging from a, maybe a crucifix oh. or the ceiling, and there's a pig head on that man, and then, and then he gets knocked over, and then later on, an autopsy is being done by our favorite medical examiner, who's just as flummoxed. The thing that I love so much is that there's the body, and then just to the side, there's a table with the pig head on it. Yeah. Wait. And by I'm the way, like, I. And then Pacino's like, you know what? All these pig heads have an ID number. That, I know, I know which, that. By the way, which by He's the like, way, doesn't I say, make, I say, I, I, I say, say. When I grew up in the barnyard, I knew. Now but listen now, the way, to me. Listen to here. I'm gonna also Ooh. say that the FDA is not getting up in meat. That would be the USDA, right? FDA is more like packaged foods Who like knows? the like when I you get know. meat at like, a store, again, it's like, I wouldn't be surprised if Chad GPT wrote this. <laughs> When you travel, do concerns back home nag at you? Did you lock up? Did you leave a window open? Well, if they do, that's why you should invest in Simply Safe home security today. That's right. For award-winning security and peace of mind wherever you go, Simply Safe wants to be there with you by actually not going there at all, but staying at your house. Listen, Newsweek ranked it the best customer service in home security. Plus, it gives you whole home protection sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. Plus, a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, no contracts, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. I'm going to tell you this. It's worth it for the peace of mind to know that when 
I'm on tour, when I'm out there in the UK, I can check in on my house. And with the time difference between LA and Europe, I loved having the 24-7 professional monitoring service in case something happened when I was asleep or, or not reachable. Simply Safe has given me and many of my listeners real peace of mind, and I want you to have it too. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash bonkers. That's simplysafe.com slash bonkers. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, but can we go back to the pighead scene? Because yes. this is, I don't want to skip over my favorite part, which is Al Pacino goes down. Oh, my back. <laughs> which again, you can't, you don't even really see. And everyone stops. Like they let the bad guy get away. It's yes. not like, because in a movie, it would be like, <laughs> and this is the AI of it all. He'd be shot, and they'd be yeah. like, oh no, we got to put pressure on the wound. He's like, my back. Like yeah. it was his It's just a little sore. And they and repeatedly they that guy leaves. Yeah. They repeatedly are pointing a gun at the murderer and don't shoot. M- multiple times. Multiple times they have the guy in their sights and they do not shoot that person. And I just don't understand. I don't get it. Like this feels like antithetical to what their whole job well, is. Well, I think Again, it's like the, but by the way, good work on them as police officers. They're not going to just shoot first. Per, they're, they're, they have to get the evidence. They have to figure out the evidence first, you know? Uh, but I did I like guess. when Brittany Snow went, pigs, pigs, cops. Yeah. Cops are pigs. He's taunting you. He's yeah. taunting you. No shit. Did anyone else have trouble when, when, okay, so there's yes, later on. I did. <laughs> <laughs> later on, there's, there's a, um, the captain is, one of our victims and she we're in her house. We're trying to figure out, we're trying to find the killer. And there's another cop who's in the house um, who's left for dead on in a bathtub. And we realize that our killers walked out in the cop clothes. Be, and I, this was another and rode away on a dirt bike where the reason why we realized yeah. this is because Carl Urban turns around and looks over the toilet bowl and sees like a cop belt there. I this, looked at yeah. that. I don't know if anyone else did. I had to stare at it. I rewound it three times to figure out what am I looking like? At, at points, well, I thought I was looking down a drain or at a, through a window. I was like, what am I? Lo- I can't see what this is. It, none of the clues are clues. They were giving me things that were feeling as though, oh, this is important. But then they weren't giving me things that clearly were important. Like, again, the hangman game. But wait, wait. They never sat in a conference room and said, what might this be? And how might that inform the crime spree that we are? Every 24 hours, yeah. someone is murdered. I'm what, not, And they I'm, only ever are the three of them. You would think the entire city would be shut down. Uh, here's the thing. I also want to bring up, just, just to hit this back for one more second too. When we see evidence, people sometimes don't name it as well. Like when Brittany... Uh, Snow looked at that thing that the woman had on the porch. She's like, "What was that? Guys, what was, what she, was what that? Was, I didn't what know what I was that? looking at. What was in the ashtray, Jason? That? Oh, I do know what that is. What was, what was it? That? It was the same. Okay, so that when they go to that house, it's yeah. to find Joey, the guy who was on a date with the woman who the first victim, right? Right. But what they realize is the woman is Joey, Joey. Okay, yeah, not that. the but man. How do they and they realize, realize that? that because Brittany Snow notices in her ashtray the same dark cigarettes that were in the ashtray at the murdered woman's home. Oh. So that the that okay, that woman so must have been there, not the guy why, inside. Another moment. Why did me. that woman run 
She Ferris Bueller's through the town. She Ferris Bueller's because uh, she doesn't know the woman is dead. But it's again, but why this is she is running? Because she got she, scared because she's a for a drug charge. She, for a drug charge? Yes. Or abuse. A, both. Well, both, maybe. And then and then what my favorite thing, this might be my favorite thing in movies, again, with like the AI element. A, a person running mid-run from a cop going, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. It's like, <laughs> like I get like once the cuffs are on, but to do it mid-run, <laughs> to do it mid-run, like you'd be like, oh, okay, sorry. And then, blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's, like a, that's like an improv scene. I didn't do anything. Yeah. You are actively running away. running away. Like this is, this movie is, I'm going to say 95% to being a naked gun movie. Like the, you could you could pivot Al Pacino into being Leslie Nielsen right now in the world with minimal effort. Oh like he's gosh. already basically there. You he Al Pacino should start making Leslie Nielsen style Abrams oh Brothers. Oh my spoof gosh! Movies. Yes. Instead of it being Liam Neeson, who I know it is, it right. should be Al Pacino, but which it would, would be. be Delightful. Oh, him just to, I mean, we know that he can do it because of Duncacino from the uh, Jack and Jill movie. Like, he's, he can do comedy. Oh, he can do it. He would kill. And it, it's like, because th- that's where this movie is. This movie is almost a parody yeah. of a bad Al Pacino cop and, movie. And, and there's so many things said that make no sense throughout that could be funny or jokes. Like when they're trying to find the janitor in the church, the priest says, oh, he cleans whenever he can. It's it's like it's not like that would be something you would say to somebody who has a hobby. It's not like oh yeah he paints whenever he gets a, a free moment. It's like this guy like hey, he's a janitor he loves whenever he gets a chance to clean at two in the morning four in the morning this guy's oh, yeah. clean. I mean he's gonna well you know it. it's it's a church in in small town Georgia so we're packed all day so he can only clean from two to six a.m. I mean because we're get just in there. so busy here at the church in Monroe Georgia. You know, come it, on. But whatever he can, he, he loves it. He loves it. He loves it so much. Oh my what god! I don't, but what I don't understand about the serial killer is why he's choosing certain victims. And some and of them speaking, are related to our people. Some of them aren't. Some of them aren't. And Joey, because Joey does end up getting murdered later on. Correct? Why? Yes. And the why? the reason that Pacino gives okay. is he is punishing us for saving the chief. Because they saved Sarah Shahi. And as a result, that means that he's got to kill someone else now. And so he kills Joey. Their dear friend Joey? I mean, they don't know Joey. I know. But that's what's, that's again what's so confusing. I, at the, by the end of the movie, I don't understand the killer's MO at all. In a world that we live in that is so obsessed with true crime and serial killers and documenting and documentaries and podcasts about all this stuff, this is so slapdash. This is so, like, not compelling casework that I'm like, why do they think we'll just go along with this? None of this is satisfying. None of this is... There's no aha moments. I'm not ahead of the movie ever. None of it. You you can't have the killer be someone who is not introduced or even spoken of. Like, again, go back to a scene and have Al Pacino be like, I made some mistakes in my career. Mm -hmm. I let things fall through the cracks. He never says that. Like, you know, at any point, like we, I think that we're also trying to figure out who murdered Carl Urban's wife. 
And when Carl Urban is confronted with the most logical explanation, yeah. this is the guy. There's a V on your wife's chest. He's like, no, no, it's not his MO. It's not. It's like, why wouldn't you choose to believe it? It would. You are looking for. You were looking an, for You it. were an FBI agent. You were an FBI agent. Do your casework. Do your due diligence. But this Get is a on. man who is looking for connections who refuses the connection. Well, he isn't. He's like, he actively. Okay, so here's another possible twist. And I know I said this to you, Paul, while we were watching it. I said, Urban's the killer. And Paul was like, no. But there's something very so strange to me about the way he's treating his wife's death. Because even later on, when Al Pacino's like, tr again, trying to sort of reopen the investigation and also reopen it, it's only been a year. Why is this a cold case? That oh, Urban's I don't know like, if it's, a, has it only been a year since his wife was killed? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it was nine months when the killer was in jail. Yeah, it's oh, been, got it, it's got been it. a okay. year. But By the way, that, remember that, when that, Carl Urban's on the on the phone with someone, he's like, I'm just, I guess I'm just trying to figure out who, where my, what happened to my wife and hangs up frustrated. So Carl Urban is clearly some, who's I, he talking I, I to? I don't know. But then when, when why isn't that brings part it of back the story? up, he's like, oh, what do you want to put a whole team on it? You want to put yeah. a team on it? It's like, well, what, why not? Which way do you want it, man? Which way do you want it? Do you want to figure this out or do you want it to go away? His wife was killed in a ritualistic, brutal murder. It wasn't like a hit and run. Like, I think what you what you're led to believe in the beginning was it was like a hit and run. It was like a accident. But then when you reveal how she was killed, literally like slashed up in their home, you would be like, yeah, I think we should maybe... Go a little also, deeper on this one. But also remember when he's talking about his, his wife's murder, he says, you know, Pacino asked him what happened. And he said, you know, she called me up and she said to come over that we should try and work things out. So they were like broken up or separated or right. whatever. He, he was too involved in his job. And it, it very much seemed to me like the murder was going to be very wrapped up in Carl Urban's character and somehow related to that storyline, and it was just coincidence? Well, Seems to be. No, no, no. I know. Here's what I think. Back to my theory of if we just take what is written. Al Pacino abandons a boy. The boy grows up. He's like, I want to take out... Crazy to say I wanna, abandoned I, when he didn't have any responsibility. Well, let me just... For, let, okay, well, go, let's go, just, great, let's just great, go great, into great. the no, idea. No, I'm sorry. June, only in his powers as eviction man. Which, by the way, I got to say, the, the, the true Latin is just eviction. It is not eviction man. The true Latin is just, but I want to, I do want any merch from this show to say eviction man. Uh, eviction man. Eviction man. Just a shirt that says I, that Scott in said Latin. it means eviction man, and I didn't know that. I thought it meant eviction yeah, man. Yeah, so Scott in the chat said it means I, eviction man, and he's smarter than us, so I believe it. All right. He evicts this boy. The boy decides he's going to take uh, revenge on Al Pacino by doing this game of Hangman, which, as Al Pacino says, celebrates his dad's hanging, which I don't think is the right term to celebrate. Uh, recreates might be the better word, but celebrates uh, the dad's hanging. And the first clue was going to be doing that to his partner's wife. And I think that the original plan was to get people all around because the cop, the uh, the head of the police precinct is another person that is attacked. I think it was all going to be 
people around Al Pacino to and to get maximum oh, okay. damage. Okay, so the janitor, the janitor was some. Wasn't the janitor someone that Al Pacino had also put in yes. jail or something? I think that that I, I'm going to just say yes to that because I don't remember huh. it. But uh, but I will but say yes. that. That was the original plan. I think the original plan was to go and get people all around Al Pacino's life. But because Al Pacino has no real life anymore with any other people that he likes, they have to go to other people. There's not a niece. There's not a cousin. There's not a... I mean, it just all felt so... Yeah. None of it is satisfying. Well, but that's the other... None of it is satisfying at all. I agree, Paul. You might very well be right, but it's not satisfying. None of these people, none of these clues clicking into place give us any of the thrills of silence of the lambs give us any of the thrills of because we're never in the mindset of the villain i i totally agree i wasn't saying that i was making sense i was saying i think that that's the idea but i will say that i'm so mad at you paul Uh, i'm so mad at you paul i guess it's like what i can't figure out why did you write this movie well look i gotta tell you i made a lot of money on it um (laughs) here's the thing you could make it so much more compact and better by having that priest do it. Well, 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 David Green, I thought I put you away years ago. And he's like, well, I'm out. Now I'm a priest. Well, I don't know. I don't believe you now. And I won't believe you. Like you could have just drawn connections so easily. Every person they encountered. This is my favorite toy shop. Go in here all the time. Love looking at manga. You know, it's like whatever. You know, know what's yeah, you're absolutely right. Because And what's crazy about it is the movie is so bad that it tells you immediately. The cold open of the movie is Al Pacino doing a crossword in his car. His car gets sideswiped. He pulls the van over. The guy gets out. We see the skull necklace hanging from the from the thing, right? Right. Yeah. We never return to that van, the skull necklace, again until it shows up again in Brittany Snow's apartment. And Al Pacino's like, I know who the killer is. It's a guy I pulled over a year ago from the cold open. And that guy has never been in the movie again. And he wasn't and chasing him. Like, that's the other thing. Like, it felt like he was chasing. Like, no, felt exactly. Like he, that was a it random felt like we were run. on the case. It felt it was absolute, absolute random. And I'll say one more thing about that stupid pendant that's hanging the weird nail or whatever. That would be the equivalent of me wearing one of those scented trees around my neck because <laughs> it's hanging on the rearview mirror. It wasn't like, oh, I noticed, I noticed his necklace. Like yeah. it was, he noticed it and, hanging and from the pa- rearview mirror. So he's like, ah. And Pacino, this is what's crazy about it. We see it in the cold open in extreme close up on camera, shot from the interior right. of the car. But the ins- it insinuates that Pacino sees the skull medallion from 30 feet outside the car. He's at, he's outside the car completely. And he doesn't see that thing. We do. And why would it make a difference? Why would you even clock that as a cop? It's like it's hanging from the I rear view mirror. He must have remembered it from I thought maybe it was on his dad when he was hanging. I believe that they shot that He remembers that, open. that later. They shot he remembers that open. That oh, he does? Oh. It was yeah. on his dad? He does. Oh. It was on oh, his dad. Oh, I didn't yes. even know that. Okay. That, but that again, again, this is where Pacino's bad at his job. He doesn't remember that until even later when he remembers the, the father hanging. 
He first remembers the the medallion right. hanging, the skull hanging from the rearview mirror. He doesn't put it together that it was also hanging on the hanging father until the next clue dump. That's the thing is, exposition and clues are given to them. They don't solve anything. They don't well. have any satisfying work done for them. The guy, the killer, walks them through it every step of the way. So they're only realizing things the killer wants them to. They're bad policemen. I will say I disagree with you because the best clue is this one. Stiff dead guy hanging in here. Don't you think? Yeah, I agree, yes. Now, if his body was wet, would that make him freeze faster? Oh, yes, uh, of course it would. Archer, what are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking when I want my beer to chill faster, I wrap it in a wet paper towel. He was already wet before he was brought in here. There you go. I think this boy wants us to sweep the river. I was like, he does? I didn't get what? that at all. Wow. How? How? What, what does that mean? I didn't even understand the paper towel to the dredging the lake. I didn't understand and, and, it. I don't and know. That, and you think, that's the, you think that's what he wants? He wants you to realize they're both, they're, they're making connections that seem fantastical. And they're not making connections that seem quite obvious. And then the and final, then, and then the final murder also leads to like a live Twitch stream of this murder. My so it's like part of that Twitch stream. Wow, Paul, but d- there's Paul. so many comments of people just saying this is fake. <laughs> <laughs> they were getting good numbers. Too. I mean, no, look, it definitely inspired me to do some fun stuff like that on my Twitch channel. But now uh, I am very interested. I mean, that was the other thing. It's like. It builds to a climax that's so out of character, right? Nothing has been televised. Nothing has been orchestrated. And all of a sudden, Britney Snow's on camera. He's like, I'm going to do it. Why? What? <laughs> why? why? Why now? Why Why here? Why Just the, because there's why the technology? Here? I don't know. I don't know. Listen, if I swear to God, if Bosch had shown up, at the first murder scene, nobody else would have been murdered. Bosch would have figured this out immediately with good police work, solid uh, clue gathering and, and and tracking it down. These guys are out of their minds. Yeah, they're really, they are, the fact that they don't try to solve it. It's like the movie is called Hangman. And again, as someone who won at Celebrity Wheel of Fortune, $160,000, like you're you're asking us as an an audience to play the game with you. And for those of us who are very good at playing that game, it's very hard to not be able to compete. I was frantically writing down the letters that I could see passing by to try to- I kept kept freeze framing every time we got a new letter and it was plugged in, I kept freeze framing (laughs) to be like, okay, I guess let me see if I can figure this out. Let me see if I can get ahead of it because they're going to, they must be digging in on it now. They've got three or four letters. Nope. No interest. No, the only thing that they came up with was the most insane thing, which is like pull the records of everyone released in the last nine months. That's a, that would be a crazy thing to do. But they don't, here's what's crazy. They don't even seem, not until Britney Snow really mentions it and foregrounds it a lot. They don't seem to think it has anything to do with the two of them. Even though the movie began with their badge numbers being carved into desks. That's just it, man. With They're two bad little at dummies this. staring yeah. at a hangman puzzle. Yes. What was and that? Then, this feels like the snowman. 
It That's was. what it feels like. Remember, remember when we found out yes. that that movie, The Snowman, <laughs> one of the reasons that it felt so bad and disjointed is because they didn't shoot 20% of the script. They ran out of money and time exactly and they were unable like. to shoot it all. That's what this felt like. They but weren't, they, they didn't have they the shots. They had the scenes. And this is maybe where the Al Pacino sleepwalking through it might come into play. They had the scenes that would set up a lot of connections. They they, they did it. They just didn't add I those lines I will say in. the cold open scene where he chases the van down and come and points his gun and says, get out of the van. It does appear that his eyes are closed the entire <laughs> he, time. He does look, his, that's where he's he, the sleepiest. He appears to be full in a full REM sleep and in when, that moment. When well, he gets I, out I of that car, he looks exhausted. I, he's I, like, hooah, I say, I say, you come out of that van, hooah. And by the way, who's afraid of this man? Like, this is a short little guy who's like 80 years old. Like, I mean, God, I mean, God bless him. But it's like, and no they're one's like, there like, must be a bomb in there. Why they think there's a bomb in there? Who knows? But he's like, Ugh. fuck a bomb. And we never find out what's Al Pacino's crazy. 83. He's 80 we years old running around. We never find out what that guy, why that guy sideswiped him, why he was driving so crazy, why he was in the van, what was in the van, what he went. We never find out anything about that guy. So why put the scene at the top of the movie? Medallion. Just so that later we can, just for the medallion. June, it's just for the medallion. Uh, and look, it's, it makes no sense. And I got to just say one thing that we haven't talked about, but you know me, I love slaughterhouses. I think it's a beautiful place where, you know, we really are creating, uh, we're, we're Your ending life. Your first date was to a slaughterhouse, right? June and then, and, you guys? Yeah, you know, and I always like to bring there because I'm like, it's the end of life, it's the beginning of life because we're creating nourishment. Here's the thing. That slaughterhouse was treated as if like five o'clock the bell rang and they just left all the meat out on the <laughs> counters. Like there is meat every like meat is not put away in the middle of the night. It's the middle of the night. And do you know how many rats there would be swarming oh, I can't even ever in every rat. place? I, I mean that meat there was just and, and they don't turn on a light. Clearly, there's a lot of lights at the slaughterhouse. Uh, clearly. There's no guards. There's no security people. There's nobody letting them in. They walk in the back door of a slaughterhouse. There's meat, just meat remnants all over all the tables. All the tables. So it's like you're walking through a like a haunted house. That's how like, yeah. And yeah. one of them should be like, oh, we got to call the health department to have this place shut down because this looks absolutely not up to code. And these <laughs> motherfuckers, these guys are so unfazed. That woman slices her wrists and the captain's like, "You, what did you do bringing a Coke can in there? He's like, all right, look, yeah. you screwed up. But yeah, somebody just tried, <laughs> like, like you should be a little dead. bit more. She's almost Yeah, he's dead. like, all right, I made a mistake. I made a mistake. Well, yeah, you got to crucify me about this. Once again, it's Brittany Snow who's like, detectives, detectives. She's the only person who has any semblance of situational awareness in the world. Yes, and they are so she's out the, of it. They are oblivious. oblivious. They don't, even when there are things that are right in front of their face, they do not connect them at all. And she does every step of Although the way. She's I a genius. Couldn't, I, I was confused by her, though, because I was like, she, they do something sometimes with women, especially blonde women in movies, where they're like, Okay, let's put a bun on her. Let's put a low bun on her. We gotta believe she's smart. Put a bun on her. And that low bun put was starting bun to her. drive me. <laughs> put a bun on her. Get her in a bun. Put her, and get her out put there. A bun put her in a bun. Put, put her in a bra. Put, her, put a bun on her. A bun and a bra. <laughs> 
And it's driving me nuts. But there were times where the two of Pacino and Urban would be talking and they'd cut to Britney Snow and she'd be in tears listening and emotionally connecting to them and what they were saying on a level that felt so outsized. I'm like, what's her relationship? Paul, you said this at one point, like, are we going to find out she's Pacino's child? Yeah. Why is she so connected to them? Why are they? Yes. Why are any of them connected to each other such that they feel so like you would, you would think that she and Carl Urban might start having a, romance in a movie like this like maybe they start to care for each not other in that, not with is, that low bun nope, not that's zero, why they kept zero. Her in there's a bun. no they no that's the thing is there isn't chemistry between any performers period like there isn't i don't believe that carl urban and al pacino have known each other for so long is that they're trying to impress upon us that they're old dear friends that they doesn't seem like it you know um, I don't get their interior relationships that would warrant the emotional investment that you're describing. It doesn't make sense because her, so her backstory is that when she was covering the cartel, someone jumped her and the cop who saved her life was killed. Her, not saved her life, not Okay. Saved her life, I don't think. But the cop who tried to find the person who did that and scarred her, um, he did get killed in the line of duty. So I'm like, oh, okay. But what I had trouble with is for somebody who's a New York Times investigative journalist, I'm like, you, she keeps on saying this isn't about me. And I'm like, honey, it you are making this about you. You have revealed that you are not impartial, that you are very much so looking for a story where you can kind of heal this trauma and make a cop, memorialize a cop in some way. And it's very strange. Is Okay, so that's a larger question that I have. Is she <laughs> on assignment in Monroe, Georgia, doing a character profile of Carl Urban, ex-FBI agent who now works for Monroe County PD, for the New York Times? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Why go to Monroe? What? <laughs> what story is this? We needed to bring something back. Like, There's so many things that are left hanging in this, and not just the tulips that he pulled from the garden. Which, by the way, all the men out there, if you're going to go into your own garden and get flowers to bring to your wife, like that's the worst plan of all time. Like To go into your own... like. Like again, it shows no I, that's thought. why I, that's why I found it very strange, and I think we might learn something in the in the the sequel because I don't believe he cared about that wife. The only way to make this movie better would be for the sequel to be all of these same events told from the point of view of the serial killer, so that I can make sense of the movie I just watched, so that it's right. just giving me the information because n- I, I don't have any of it. Like or. Give me a Britney Snow movie because she's the only person that I'm interested in continuing on and solving cases well, because she is, did all the work for this one. This is what we're talking about. This movie doesn't have a main character. This movie has no, like, literally every character is about one quarter developed and we still have one quarter that is not full by anybody. Well, that's, yes. All three of them together are one character. Right. She she has emotions 
Carl Urban is turned off. You know, she, like, and this they, is like, why this is why I feel like this is the movie where it's like a checklist. Like, okay, we need one star that has foreign appeal. Well, Brittany Snow, she's in Pitch Perfect. We need one legend. Okay, Al Pacino, we got it. We need one person who's a good uh, up and comer. Okay, Carl Urban, right around that. Like that. Like yeah. it's like put them together. We need to. We need to be cop, and they all have to be good guys. Like it's like it feels like they were thrust. Like they were all. Thrust. And we need a we need a hook. Yeah. Uh, what about Hangman? The game Hangman. Done. What? Everyone's talking about Barbie right now. No one talking about Hangman. This is the first kind of you know kids' toy yeah. to movie transition. The, hang, the Hangmaniverse. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like, I, I, but that's the thing is like that the Hangman doesn't make sense. The reporter angle doesn't make sense. The police procedural doesn't make sense. It's a failure at every single level because the minute you start to pull any of it apart, yeah. it falls apart and, completely. And the other trouble, and I know you brought this up already, Paul, but. It is really troubling to me that Al Pacino forces Carl Urban to look at those photos of his wife because there's I could see another I could see a scene in which he's just like, hey, so I just want to let you know that um, we actually realized that uh, your your wife, Jessica, had a, a V carved into her. What what yeah. we saw was actually a V. Yeah. And, and he can then, say, let me see yeah. it. Let me see it. Like, and he'd he be like, you know what? For it. Actually, no, and he could be like, "Don't, don't." don't there's don't no need. We saw it, and then. If but he, meanwhile, he keeps it in the he keeps it in the top part of his desk as if he's looking at a picture of his kids. Like, I mean, that he's looking at that a lot. Wouldn't you, if you're Carl Urban, be looking for any way possible to connect the cold case of your wife's murder to any current um, ongoing investigation? Wouldn't that give you hope? He literally he seems yes. to not want to. He seems to not want to investigate. Well, maybe it. he doesn't want to close the case because he wants to keep yeah. his wife alive. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I wish I understood this fucking movie. Wow. Because <laughs> I really, I like you. I love Carl Urban. Um, I think his he's the so good. Judge Dredd, the Dread movie that he's in is fantastic. The boys. Um, the boys, he's just exceptional in. Um, I love him. Oh, I love um, him so much. Can Listen, we just talk about they, one moment, though, too, that no one reacts to? Carl Urban loses his shit and is about to run over the killer, right? Who speeds away on oh, a dirt yeah. bike. And everyone's like, stop, stop, stop. And they get hit by a Mack truck. And no one's like, hey, man, you've lost it. It's like shit just went on. The next. Same thing. Next day. Yeah. Like no one reacts like they like they, they would literally also, say to Brittany Murphy, you need to take a break. Yeah. <laughs> you all need three to of sit them out. would also be <laughs> hospitalized for a week after that accident. At least. Pacino, if they were hit by a Mack truck in that car, the way they were hit, Pacino would turn you're, to dust. You're so right because he would we've explode. We've already seen that when Pacino's like basically like tapped by that hanging pig man he falls on the ground and can't get up his back on like so they much. should after they after they're pulling britney murphy not britney so britney snow you got me got it in my head Paul. <laughs> after they're pulling britney snow out of the car they should look over and out al, where al pacino was sitting should be a small pile of dust <laughs> and like and uh, and a hair piece like because it makes no sense that he walks out like, oh, hey, that was a crazy one. Hoo-ah. Y'all want to get some po' boys? Ha-hoo. It's just 33 uh, minutes to Atlanta. The deep I got a crawdad in my pickup truck. Hoo-ah, Gators. I, I, I'm just, it, it, like, and I do think that 
this is a movie that you fall asleep to and you think is better than it is. Like if you catch it midway through, you think it's better than it is because you clearly like, oh, I missed something that sets up and all this makes sense. Yeah, you're like, totally But when you sit right. and watch it, you, when you watch entirety. the whole thing, you see all the holes. But that's like, I, I would always love called... to watch if there are deleted scenes from this movie. I would love to see what they chose to take out. You oh, know, fascinating. Like, so I, if if anything, I also believe they had to put everything they shot in the movie. They're like, wait, listen, we we gotta put it in. This is a blooper, but we're putting it in. I was obsessed with the fact that Brittany Snow in the beginning of the movie, when they realize when they are at that school and see two dummies, two little doll dummies <laughs> staring up at the hangman board, and clearly, like we come to realize, like, oh, that's this is the serial killer telling Urban and, and Pacino that they're dummies and they're dummies for trying to play this game. But when she says, I'm good with numbers because she's remembered his, first of all, like just remembering a number doesn't mean you're good with numbers necessarily, but also, you're also a, a reporter. You're, you're a reporter. reporter. Yeah. A, you I should was, know this stuff. What I, yes. But also what I was counting on is, oh, you're good with like puzzles and games and like, we're right. Like you'd be, be good on survivor. The puzzle portion Wait, of survivor. What? Yeah, the puzzle portion of Survivor. Okay, yeah, there are they do compete with. What I, I will back up what you're saying, June, and say, okay, let's say Brittany Snow is good with numbers and has a good memory, right? Because she's a reporter let's or whatever. See it again. And then Pacino is not only good with puzzles; he does the crossword puzzle every day. He's good with crossword puzzles in Latin, right? Which again, the clue is Latin. And it is a crossword puzzle-esque style, but Pacino, his character, not interested in solving they the puzzle, They never look at those not letters. Not interested they in solving the puzzle. They never say, like, oh, okay, do we have all the vowels yet? They're never looking at that word. They're never, nope. you know, they tell one of their, their assistants in the police station to, like, narrow the filter, narrow the search to who's just been released. It's also like, well, narrow the search with those letters. That just we've... have one person working on it and say, don't sit on that medical examiner all the time who, yeah, they've been hung. Like, what else do you need to know? <laughs> like, at this point, we don't Bring need to keep on going breakers. back. Yeah. Like, why, why was he frozen? Else. Why was he frozen? Who cares? At this point, the, the ins and outs of the no murders matter. are not important because let's we're chasing look, someone who has an MO. Let's to 11 p.m., okay? Yeah. And try yeah. to solve this freaking puzzle. By Why then, couldn't they let, call let, the it train? took decades to crack the Zodiac Killer's cipher. People worked hard to try and crack the cipher that the Zodiac Killer wrote. Oh, in that movie. You don't have to tell June twice. Yeah, they're not she was interested <laughs> in solving the hangman. Her husband puzzle. solved the whole fucking thing. Yeah, I knew all of uh, I again, it's it a small them, town. It, Most of the cops are watching. Takes. Most, it took them sixty <laughs> takes to decipher the Zodiac Killer's <laughs> cipher. Oh my God! Uh, I will say that um, <laughs> this is. I, I I think almost if you watch the first forty five minutes, you'll leave happier because the first forty five minutes yeah. it's fun, it's crazy. But when you are forced to look at the end and you yourself feel like you want to go murder someone and make a hangman puzzle because my big question is also this it ends on this bullshit cliffhanger of like there's another hangman which i'm going to go to your theory june that there are twins but who was the first letter killed carl urban's wife oh what do you mean no the second puzzle 
the second Is there hangman. a letter filled in? Yeah, I don't, one I didn't letter filled oh. in. Oh, so we just haven't found the victim uh-huh. yet? Well, I guess there's been I, somebody killed already. Yeah. The only way this movie could redeem itself would be if in the second movie it's revealed that Brittany Snow is the murderer. Or one uh-huh. or one of our, or Carl Urban, or I guess Pacino, but there's no way. Um, just because if if nobody that we're inside, if nobody on the inside of this movie is part of the crime, it's deeply unsatisfying. It's so terrible. You know? And it's also like... This whole idea also that the murderer needs to strike by 11 p.m. I'm like, why? To celebrate because his Because that's dad's when his dad, death. yeah, that's when his dad died. And that's when he evicted him, I guess, at 11 p.m. <laughs> that's when the eviction that's man stretch, came. That's you guys. So Can I, eviction man. May I ask one other question, which I guess this maybe unravel everything. Why was it in Latin? What? Great, great question. Why was it in Latin? <laughs> why was it makes it no out? sense. Like, and why do you? Okay, so now let's reverse engineer it. So they clearly thought, oh, it. Let's make it in Latin so it's harder to solve the puzzle as we're going. But meanwhile, so it'll be in Latin. But 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 well, what if we? But how are we going to solve it? Okay, we're going to have to have a scene where it's established that Pacino speaks, can solve puzzles in Latin, so he's very familiar with Latin. So we'll just put it in early. But okay, but here's the thing too. It's in Latin. Let me tell you how it's spelled. E-V-I-C-T-I-O-N-E-M. The word is there. It's not like one of those Latin words where it's like, oh, that means to evict. It's there. Evictionem. It's there. It's not like it's not like yeah. I figured it out. The, even the Latin word, you know, maybe the Latin word for abandon. If you flip the last two letters, it's evict me. Oh. oh. Here's my question though, which is when that that hangman's written on the wall with the eyes already in. So the word's complete, right? Mm-hmm. So did the killer do that on his fall down? How did those eyes get up there when well, I think exactly. he knew I think he knew I think he knew it was he was gonna be successful in killing Britney Snow. So he does it he figures out the puzzle before. Like he doesn't kill and then do the puzzle because he did that at the train station too. He may come around three o'clock in the afternoon, do the puzzle part. Then go back to the train yard and then hang up the guy. Like he's got to, like you know, it's it's a it's a complicated. Thing. It's like a scavenger process. hunt. Yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. And he's I, got I mean, he's doing so much work, but like I never even we're never even along for the ride with him. You no. know, like in Silence of the Lambs, when you see Buffalo Bill talking the girl into helping load the sofa into the van, blah blah blah. You're with Buffalo Bill while he's out and doing his scary ass stuff. You're like, okay, I understand the world of the bad guy. In a way that I don't understand the world of this bad guy, even when it's uh, uh, when it's revealed to me by the end. I, I don't and his reasoning. Forgive me, bad Mister Bad Guy, Mister Hangman, but his reasoning is is nonsense. He's he thinks Al Pacino's responsible for his it's father's so hanging. Satisfying. Well, the, the dad the dad was okay. So no, it's not that because the landlord went to court to evict the tenant. The f- then the eviction notice was probably put on the door and then the father's like, well, I'm going to kill myself and then knock, knock, knock. <laughs> and then Al Pacino's arrives. It's like, there's multiple steps. It wasn't like Al Pacino's like, Hey, I got to evict you. And the dad was like, uh, one second, I got to take a quick shower and then killed himself. It, like 
it seemed like that kid was maybe home alone with this man hanging as Al Pacino's working the night shift, doing nighttime evictions. Although, why are we doing nighttime evictions? I thought we were going to find out that the young boy had actually hung his father. Ooh, great! By the way, give me that. Give me anything that that helps set up for me. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. Like I, at the almost like at the end of the movie, the, in the, at the end of Burn After Reading, there's that great scene with J.K. Simmons and David Rashi where they're trying to explain the events of the movie, and and they're just like, I, honestly, I don't know. It makes no sense. This happened, and then this happened. He's like, really? That's crazy. Yeah, no, I know. It doesn't make any sense. Like, they break it down on a level that is like, the events of this movie were preposterous, so I don't know what to tell you. Like, the movie should have had one of those because none of it added up, and they should have just been like, this was a weird one, right? Yep, this one was, uh, you know, look, it, like, or or the, have the hangman just go, I had a plan, but I had to work fast because when you came out of retirement, I just had to kill wi- people willy-nilly. Like, like, just make somebody say something that makes, when, uh, when she started following you around, I knew that she was the smartest one, so I had to make my tracks even harder to cover. Like, what? and basically, the, the whole anything. thing comes down to like Pacino having to like apologize to the serial killer and be like, "I failed you because when I was like a beat cop, I didn't like adopt you." <laughs> like, I don't, I don't understand because I followed like, the letter of the, the law. This, this serial killer, I'll be honest with you, is like his emotional it, like he's uh, attached. Too much emotional weight onto Pacino. It's inappropriate. It's absolutely inappropriate. And he's saying to Pacino, "All of my personal trauma is because of you." Wait, Not Pacino true, didn't my work. Guy. Pacino didn't even work in that place where he was abused. That we think he was abused. I don't even know. He's like, "Let me take your place." He wants to take the place. Yeah. Why? Why does he have the guilt? Like again, make him the dad. Make him like the like he was having a relationship with that kid's. Mother and the abandoned thing, anything. Make it then. Make it personal is what this movie is lacking because there's a lot of personal stuff. Carl Urban's wife is killed. The 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 you know all these there are relationships, but they're all circumstantial. Hmm. The the direct um uh, uh the criminal, the serial killer, and Pacino. There is nothing really personal between. No, them. this movie is a lot of a people bummer. meeting each other for the first time. Yes. For <laughs> the Coincidence. very first time. Yeah. And that's what I can't, that's what's so tremendously unsatisfying about it. And why I would not recommend people watch it. Oh my gosh. This is, I mean, this is a lot. It's a lot that we went through here. I feel like we had an emotional reaction to it. I was coming in enjoying it. Now I'm really frustrated. Makes me want to just kill somebody and, and, and send them run around town to solve a hangman Stop puzzle. Stop that, Paul. I... <laughs> <laughs> I did, I actually did. If you enjoy did, this June movie. and I would be on the case. We would be on the case. I really did enjoy watching this movie, actually, and it is so deeply unsatisfying. And there's no there there, and it's again not a n- not a, anything that I saw or anything that happened. But I did still have some really good laughs. So, um, oh yeah, I just did, you know. And as far as our movies go, I thought this went down pretty easy. Oh, yeah. It's an hour and a half. Nice it's fine. Time. Nice time. And, nice and especially length. if you're not expecting. I think I think because of the people involved and the type of movie it was, I thought it was going to be a little bit better. Sure. Like uh, in terms of story. Like like I, if this had had even a more slightly cohesive storyline, 
it would have been a blast, sure. I think. I, but it, it wasn't enough just because I was doing so much work on the movie's behalf that I was like, why am I working so hard if the movie's not going to work this I, hard? I went you know? away feeling stupid about myself. Like, maybe I missed something. But clearly, we might have all missed something because there are people out there that love this movie. It is now time for Second Opinions. The movie was a piece of shit Yet this person recommends it Tell me what is the message Maybe that art is subjective I need a second opinion Alright, here are some reviews from Amazon. The average rating of this movie is 4 out of 5 stars. Wow. 57% are five-star reviews. M.D. Windhorst writes, looking at some of the reviews by, quote, expert reviewers, I just call mine just an opinion. It's a cop movie, people. You are probably the same critics that think you know everything about the hops and your freaking local craft beer. Whoa. If you enjoy watching a legend school younger actors that hope to one day achieve half of what Pacino has and help them hone their craft, then you should watch it. Was anyone great in this film? Was the plot weak? (laughs) It's a freaking cop movie, people. Pacino should have stopped and could have stopped long ago, but he loves his craft. Can he call it in and still be better than most of today's herd? Yes. For a cop, quote, movie, it was extraordinarily well acted. Was it interesting enough? Yes. Was it worth an hour and a half of my time? Yes. Did it shove down my throat some social warrior message? No. There aren't many movies left that are purely entertainment and escape. And this did the trick for me. That's just my opinion. Five stars. Oh, God. Wow. Oh, and <laughs> and then wow. um, this one was, uh, I, I like this one. The title was Al Pacino is great. Paul Urban is a good actor as well. Five stars. Paul Urban. Pa- oh, wow. That's amazing. <laughs> and then. I mean, I don't even think you can level the claim that this is copaganda simply no. because they're so bad at police <laughs> work. Not. I mean, my gosh, by the way, I would say the, oh my God, anyway, Deborah Gale writes this. I don't understand the three-star average. I do probably watch too many serial killer documentaries, series and movies, and I have no idea why I'm so interested in it, but I am. This is now one of my top 10 on my list for the best movies about serial killers. It was exciting. It got my pulse racing, and I was nearly white-knuckling it. The body count was high, and the pace was fast, and all the actors did a great job, even though most of the movie was filmed at a night setting, and I never once thought about it because you could clearly see what was happening at all times. If this is the kind of subject matter that interests you, you will be really glad to spend an hour and 33 minutes to watch this film. It's like the movie seven. I'll also be watching that movie again too. five stars. <laughs> I mean, this is not anything like seven. This movie wishes it was this seven. Is seven through. Uh, uh, like I feel like they want they like the pig head scene was what made me feel like, Oh, these guys think they're doing seven. Oh my gosh. If boy, oh boy. So, I mean, I know we've talked about what we recommended. I think we're kind of mixed on it. We kind of, I mean, there's I, enough in here that's yeah, kind of fun. Yeah, I think watch it. 
I think. Yeah, watch it. Wa- yeah, watch it. Fine, but you know, don't. It's it, boy, boy, what a mess. I will say, there's one connection to how did this get made past, which is uh, the director of this movie, Johnny Martin, was the stunt coordinator for Old Dogs. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, and. <laughs> Just drawing connections. That's all. And, I love it. <laughs> and in the, love it. in the beginning of the episode, I said I got caught up in saying this is Al Pacino's lowest rated uh, vehicle, under forty percent. I thought I misread something, but during the podcast, I did do the research. No, no, this is Al Pacino's late. Uh, this is Al Pacino's lowest rated starring vehicle with four percent. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Oh, when I saw the four, I was like, oh, a zero wasn't added. 40% is what I assumed. But no, it is, it is now verified. Four, four percent, four percent. So it's a low, this is a low one. It's rare to see the Rotten Tomato scores in the, in the single digit. The guy, the guy who is revealed to be the serial killer at the end is simply not smart enough or capable of pulling off all of the kills no. in the movie. No way, no how. He's simply not, He's. I don't believe for an instant that this moron has been three steps ahead of these two police officers and this New York Times investigative journalist. Well, I think we're going to find who, in the sequel who, who, that he has not been. Yeah, Oof. yeah, I guess you're right, because it it was so dumb. I think we, he was so. Yeah, go ahead. I think we should be giving up hope that there's going to be a sequel on this one. What? <laughs> How do we get? Can we what? help this? I, I mean, because of the, the strike. strike? Yeah. You think because of the strike? <laughs> I think. Do you think they were in the middle of writing it and it was pencils down? <laughs> I mean, maybe they were trying to really. They were. They, you know what? They were trying to find the right Latin word, and it's taken them too long, and they've just given up. What would be oh the best God. Latin word with a V? We've already backed ourselves into the V. Uh, what if it was just evictionum again? Um, All right. Before we end today's show, I just want to give a shout out to Francis Rizzo, uh, who has sent so many amazing themes to us over the years. And um, Francis is unfortunately in end stage kidney failure, and he is doing everything he can to try to find a match for a kidney transplant. Um, So the more potential donors he can reach, the greater chance he has. And if there are any potential donors out there right now, uh, you can go to kidneyregistry.org or call 516-562-0550 or email transplantsurgery at northwell.edu and mention the name Francis Rizzo. Yeah. Best of luck, Francis. Yes. Good luck, Francis. And thank you for all your songs. All right. So... That brings us to the end of our episode. Make sure you always head on over to Tee Public. I'm sure that we will have some sort of eviction man merch. Uh, I, I feel like we're we're gonna need a shirt. And a shout out to our producer Avril Halley for finding these movies. This is a, a true gem. And our uh, producers in house, uh, Scott Sonny and Molly Reynolds. Uh, of course, all of our amazing art is designed by the fantastic Kyle Waldron. And today's episode was engineered by Rich Garcia. And uh, make sure you listen to next week where you can chime in about all the things that we might have missed or maybe uh, theories that you might have about this movie. You can give us a call at 619-PAUL-ASK and we will talk all about whatever you want to talk about. You can leave questions for me and Jason and we can also get into more theories of 
The Hangman. All right, see you next time, everybody. Bye for now. Hi there, this is Mary Holland. You may know me from Happiest Season, or Veep, or the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. Or you may know me as Janice Cramps. Huh? I want to wish Comedy Bang Bang a happy 15th anniversary. Wow, 15 years old. Comedy Bang Bang is about to get its driver's permit. I'm so excited for it. And I'm, you know, really grateful because Comedy Bang Bang has brought me so much joy as a listener and a performer. And I'm just very grateful for this community that we have in Comedy Bang Bang. You can hear me and a lot of other very funny people on Comedy Bang Bang wherever you get your podcasts. So what are you waiting for? Tune in! Bang, bang, bang. Come here, bang, bang.